It's what? But I don't use my hands a lot, so. <laughs> okay, do you like this background? I love yeah. it because right I like now, the red. I like that one. We're live here on Totally Uncensored. <laughs> That's How about right. that one? We're here. We're here. This is live. <coughs> look who I have with me here on Totally Uncensored. I don't hey, have thing. <laughs> I have I have two, and I'm gonna read it just the way I read it today. Sandra, I, I could you can apply this to both of you. Funny, high energy, smart, outspoken Latinas, best known for their stand-up performances in showtimes, the Latina divas of comedy. Look who I got with me today. Para Contreras presente. I have two Latina divas of comedy. Look at that. Look at that. I should charge double for this podcast today. Are we twofer? You got a twofer. So I have with me here we have we have Sandra Valls and we have Sara Contreras. Hola, hola, Keke. Happy Thursday. Welcome, welcome to the Happy Thursday. So let me ask, uh, start with either one of you. Uh, how are you handling this whole COVID thing now that comedy is shut down? Damn. You want to go, know, Sandra? <laughs> I'm going to share it to my page. There you go. You're going to write uh, it out and I, share it? She's going to sing I, it out. I'm going to sing it out. How later, later, later we'll go singing. Later we're going to sing. Hey, how come I can't hear myself? Don't worry. I oh, no. Okay. <laughs> How am I handling it? I'm handling it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think this is, uh, at first it was like all my, of course, you know, this, all our work went away. Right, <laughs> like right. it, just went. it just froze. Like <laughs> it just was like canceled. Yeah. And it took me a little bit to like regroup. I'm at my sister's house in Austin. I was going to do a play here called Roe as in Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it got canceled three days in and I realized, you know, make the best of it by either diving inward, reinventing ourselves, doing stuff, you know, like recreating it. So my sister and I recreated Playroom Karaoke, uh, where we sing every Saturday. We sing the hits and we take requests and we have prizes. And it's different. That. You're doing that on Facebook, right? And raffles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And raffles. And I don't know. I was talking to Sarah the other day about comedy and how it becomes like on screen, like a monologue because no one's responding or laughing or anything. Right. That's exactly you don't have the audience feedback. Like. And how about you, That's Sarah? Exactly what, are you what it doing? feels like. What have you been doing? I know you were in Puerto Rico for a whole month. I spent about five weeks this summer in Puerto Rico. That was nice. It's hard coming back because it's just like I come back to the stress of living here again. Um, and I'm really working on putting my phone and the news sources down. Because I could be reading it all day, all day. Because I, I like being informed, and right. I just like I just thrive on it. Because there's this, I think it's this insane sense that we all have of justice finally happening. Right. I know that's what fuels me. Like I wanted to see somebody pay for what's been done to this country, mm -hmm. and it's just like I get so consumed with it, and I have to put it down because it, it really down. messes with your head. But I in the beginning. I was knitting and, you know, I stayed busy, but it's been a long time. It's been six months now. Right, right. Six months of being locked up and giving everything that we love away and just waiting on pause. It's limbo. Mm -hmm. It's that purgatory. I feel like that's what I'm living right now. And there were days yeah. I sound so dramatic. I know. I was like, I, oh my God, novella coming. No, you, what is this? Honey, this podcast yeah. is happening on a tough day. 
That's all oh, I can sorry. tell you. <laughs> I'm curious to ask what, what's yeah, talking about I, today, Sarah? Share about today. Yes. I had a long Q-tip rammed into my nose, into the oh. back of my throat, and then they did a wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. She said, you're going to feel it, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Was thank, a, God. thank God it was your nose, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I probably, you know, that's why I was handling it because. Oh, I, Wikipedia, I had to go there. I'm sorry, Sam. I had to uh, go there. It was horrible. Especially so with you, the wiggle, wiggle, right? <laughs> no, no, was it with both of you, you first met when you taped uh, Latina Divas of Comedy? Is that when you first met? I believe so. You know what? It's been so long. I forgot when no, we first met. No, didn't I meet you in New York? See? Uh, what did you meet us at? <laughs> it's been a while, huh? Yeah. It's been like no, I did. I knew you before that, but I don't remember where. What's cool about it is because Sarah, right, is from New York City, <laughs> yeah, and Sandra is from Laredo, Texas. That's right. And you think if it wasn't for stand-up comedy, you both wouldn't know who? No, people, right? if it wasn't for stand-up comedy, I wouldn't know. So many people and all over the country, and and, yes, and, true. and so many comics, like so Definitely many. A perk. I love my my I love my career. I was going to say I still yeah. do. I still do. Definitely a perk. You meet great people. Now let me ask you. Now, now I want to get into like I know all about what it is to be you know a male comedian. You know blah blah blah. But I want to go inside the head of female comics, the female. I... And what I want to know is first of all, you've been in the game for twenty years, sir. First of all, tell everybody, how did you get started? How did it feel? This is my 25th start? anniversary. Happy wow. anniversary. 25, November yeah. is my 25th anniversary, yeah. So, so how yeah. did it begin for you? I'm curious. How did it begin Stand Up New York. I uh -huh. won a semi-contest, the semi-finals at Stand Up New York for Funniest Teacher. Funniest Teacher? And that was it, yeah. I have been a teacher with the Board of Ed, Teacher of Speech Improvement for a long time. So I said, you know what? The heck with it. And I won. Really? Who would have thought? Yeah. So yeah, how did, okay. but, but, but what gave you the bug? I mean, besides you just. Nothing. A friend of mine sent me actually the advertisement, like the the, the little ad that they put in the UFT bulletin. And okay. it said, funniest teacher contest. She said, you've always wanted to do it. You're the funniest person I know. And I, and I, and I remember writing for like about four hours and I put together 10 pages of material. It was yeah. so long. Yeah. And I had to whittle it down to about two pages. And wow. I won that night. So and it was remarkable. So I'd never been on stage and I won the first time I was on stage. Yeah. And it's like a great I, tape. I still have it. Yeah. And I remember like I did the same thing. I remember I, was, I would remember my first set and it was a stand up New York too. And uh, I remember destroying. I couldn't believe it. I said, wow. Yeah. And then That's how you every, know. every set after that, I bombed. Do you remember when you first bombed, your first time you bombed? I know exactly where I was. Well, what, I was at Caroline's. I was doing an all-female show, and I was, uh -huh. the, it was the first night that I was going to meet Mugga Phoenix. And I was so excited to work with her. And I went up after, you know who I went up after? Big Les, a.k.a. Leslie Jones. Mm -hmm. Ooh, she opened up that night. Era sucia, aquerosa. Dirty. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, they opened with her, so that was the tone that got set. Wow. And then I come out and start talking about my mother's speech mm -hmm. 45 to about 48 seconds in. And the host, unbeknownst to me, she, her name used to be her name was Steph Lover, she was a, a DJ on yeah. uh, I think on one of the TV shows on I one of the radio stations. I think and, uh, mm -hmm. she had told the audience, which was a very hip, like a real uh, hip hop crowd. If right. you even think the comic is whack, 
pull him off the stage. <laughs> so I go up there and start doing some shit that I knew. I knew I was, I didn't know that though, but I knew my material was going to be tough and it wasn't going to be able to follow that. I admit it. When right. it's that high and that, that dirty, I got to come right. out with something hard. I can't go in there with any type of like, well, let's think about this and take a minute. Uh-uh. I got to come out there, you know, I, I suck this dick and, you know, all that shit. And I wasn't doing it at that time. Right. And you know what I said? I fought for about a second. And then I said, you know what, guys? I thought it was all about love tonight. I thought it was about supporting female comics. I'm good. I'm going to get paid anyway. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And I walked off the stage. I wasn't going to fight with them. Right. I wasn't what they wanted, so I got out. I got paid. I hear you. Sandra. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going through a hot flash. I'm very sorry. I so can't. How, how did you get a started? Real one? Oh, very nice. A real hot flash. How did I get started? Okay, so. What gave you the bug? So, like, I got, like, I've always been funny. Like, I've always was, like, class clown and whatever. But when I was in Boston, like, in the 90s, everybody was like, you're so funny. You're so funny. And I was dating this woman. And we weren't doing so hot. I was in my 20s and I was a very crazy 20 year old, 20 something year old. And we were in couples therapy. And she signed me, of course, because lesbians go to couples therapy, you know. <laughs> so she signed me up for a comedy class. And I think it was like for my birthday or Christmas, but we broke up in October. And then she's like, well, what about the comedy class? And I was like, F your comedy class. I don't need this shit. Who wants to laugh, right? When you were dumped. <laughs> And so a friend of mine goes, go to comedy class because, you know, you can make more friends. And, and you know, because when I went to Boston, they were all her friends. And I made a couple of mine, but all her friends kind of. Anyway, so I went to comedy to a stand-up comedy nighttime adult uh, learning education in Brookline Community College <laughs> at night. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and I wanted to make more friends. But I sat there and I'm like, okay, I do this naturally. Like everything you're saying, I already do it, but I don't feel like laughing and whatever, but a whole new career came out of it. And so he was like, you know, when you try to write like, hey, what's up with like very Seinfeldy things? He goes, no, you're funnier when you're angry. You're funnier when you're bitching about your ex-girlfriend or when you're angry. And back in the 90s, early 90s, nobody was out. Nobody was like lesbian. I'm like, no, but my career. Well, that didn't last long because I'm a big lesbo. And I was like, oh, yeah, my ex-girlfriend. And she actually came to the comedy show and heard all my jokes and we're still friends actually we're buddhists together we still chat together every day but a whole career came out of it and then i didn't do anything for years because i didn't then i finally moved to la in 2000 2001 mm -hmm. and that's when i really hit the pavement i'm like you know i gotta got and i gotta thank you because my first spot and validation was you with que locos and i uh -huh. was flat when I was like, oh, my God, I'm in Que Locos. And that's when my dad goes, but what are you going to talk about? Are you going to talk about being gay? I said, yes, that I am. And he's, he's like, oh, you're in Que Locos? Oh, he told everybody because Que Locos is like, you know, status. You're like, you right. get Que Locos, you were like, you know, you made it. So mm -hmm. I remember, and I remember, Mike, I remember seeing you outside the, um, the ice house. And you gave me a hat. You were the nicest. I said, hey, I just want to thank you so much. And you were so gracious. And you go, pick whatever you want from the table. And I went, are you serious? And I, you gave me a hat, and I still have it. I've moved many oh. times, but I have that hat. All right. Yeah. I have stuff yeah, from Que Locos. I think I have a couple of pins and a hat, too. Yeah. It was a special time, man. It yeah, was but so did he hot. Give, he didn't give it to you. Like, he didn't say, here. <laughs> he gave it to me. He, he didn't give it to you. 
No, but I met them after the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she took yeah. it from the table, but, right? <laughs> no, but it was just such an exciting time because Latino comedy was just so like rampant and it was just being done and everybody was, there was this buzz and there was so many great comics working at the same time. East, West Coast, Chicago, right. Philly. It was just nice to see it. The Midwest, you know, it was just San Antonio. It was wonderful. What a great time. No, I was being, I was happy to create that platform because you yeah. know, I wanted to showcase more Latino comedians because back then the only ones known were George Lopez, uh, Carlos Mencia, and Paul Rodriguez, right? That was right. it. Mm -hmm. That was so a real. Said, we need to change it, so I'm glad I did it. And then I wanted to get yeah. as many you know Latino comedians on because I couldn't name any, so that's why I'm glad you guys did it. You know, and I'm trying to continue to include more females out there because I think you guys are as funny as the dudes. So. Hey, there's more of us too. <laughs> I know. Let me ask you, but you did tell me now, you tell me now, Sandra, what, what was it, your first bombing experience? I don't have one. I'm just kidding. I seriously don't remember. I think I bombed one time at the haha, -ha, but then but then later on, I remember two two instances. Mm -hmm. Um Maybe because I just didn't want to even focus on like, I'm like, oh, well, I did my best and probably wasn't the funniest, but I didn't want to call it a, I don't like. I know I've you tried, don't. I've tried I know you don't. To, thank you. I've tried not to turn self-hate and self-judge around because I'm very good at it. And I've okay. tried not to judge myself. Okay. Um, maybe I should have asked the question like, but where's no, no, the no. first time you me, didn't do well? Let, no, but let me tell you. No, no, no. But I did bomb in a couple a couple of times. But it really, but I was like, I tried my best. And if I bombed, I kind of, I'm like, did I really bomb? Yeah. I'll tell you. It was did a, I really that, bomb? Yeah, you really bombed. I mean, come on. No, but no. No. <laughs> no. I don't I don't call it that. I right, do. What do you call it? Well, give me the name for comedians out there watching. I no, call no, it bombing. What do you call it? What do you call it? What do you call it? No, I'll tell you why. Because if you are humble about it and you go, you know what? You may not have liked what I've done. I tried my best. I, I got a few laughs. I didn't bomb. However, I'll tell you two times. For the first time, I was doing a Sebastian gig and I drove to bumfuck nowhere, a bar somewhere. And I was going to do, I was the only female comic. I was headlining. And it was right after a Lakers show. Damn, uh, dude. Like, you know, yeah, it you was, well, yeah. it, was, it was the Lakers show at the bar and we lost. And then the comedy show. So nobody wanted to see a comedy show in the corner of a loud bar yeah. and turning everything off now when people are like, whatever. Yeah. So these guys were all like, and I was very brave, I have to tell you, because I still was like, look, I'm a lesbian. I have a girlfriend. And these comics were like, F you, you dyke. You just need to blank up your blank. and oh, yeah. oh, no, on and on, on yeah. and on. You just need this. You just need that. You just haven't had a good blank up your blank and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I said, hey, shut up. And, then I, and I said something like, well, if it's a choice, I guess you haven't had a good blank up your blank. Well, whatever. I just, couldn't get, I just couldn't get past. There was a birthday party right. happening in the court. God damn. It was a hell gig then. Yeah. Oh, gig. It's a hell gig. And so then I went, and then I don't need this shit. And I slammed the mic. Yeah. I threw the mic. I said, I don't need this shit. And I walked away. And Sebastian was like, hey, girl, I'm still going to give you the $70. <laughs> I'm still going to pay $70. See, like, 70 and me, 75 I, said, I don't need your $70. I said, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I did it. And then another time where I bombed was my mom had just died. And I had just moved back to LA. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing my comedy. And, you know, it's hard, Sarah. You know, Mike, when shit happens to you in your life, you still yeah. you have to plow through. But, damn, it was this fundraiser for an independent movie 
that I offered to do for a friend of mine. Well, no one knew there was comedy. And by the way, if you're going to have comedy, tell people it's going to be comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Mention it somewhere. So they're all talking and talking <laughs> and I'm over here and I'm, I'm trying to do a joke and people were like, whatever. And then just laughing and just not paying attention. And I think one person said, shut up. We want to do the re auction. And my mom, again, my mom had just died. And I went, I don't need this shit. And I threw the bike again mm. and I walked. You That's emotional, though. I That's walk, a tough I was, time. I yeah. Like, I don't need this when my. Anyway. I hear you. No, I mean comedians. You know, we all know it that we. It's mm. forget about just writing material, which is hard. I mean. But, oh, and I have one more. So that was three. I've never bombed. Now yeah. it's three. No, but that's <laughs> not bombing. I did one time. I went as on a women's festival, and I had dick jokes. Dick jokes. You know, Sarah, I had dick jokes. But, I no, had no, but, 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 but for those people listening who don't know what dick jokes are, tell people what a dick joke is. <laughs> what? I said I for those people who don't know what dick jokes are. You know, I know what a dick joke is. Know what a what dick is it? Joke. They could be a comedy fan who's new to comedy. They don't, what's a dick joke? Okay, so people, I was talking about strap-ons and how a penis, yeah. if I had a real okay. penis, I, okay, want right penis okay. I want the penis to look like my color, but if it looks like my color, I'm not white. Go. Okay. First of all, exactly. in my, in my, I'm brown. I look, I feel like I'm Latino and brown, but if I buy a brown one, I'm like, I look like I have some, dis like, I'm like, it doesn't go with my white ass skin. This doesn't, <laughs> if I have a white one, I'm like, who the hell is that guy fucking my girlfriend? Anyway. There you go. So, so now we know. But it was a women's festival and all women empowering women. And I, they didn't like that joke. They didn't like my other joke about other anatomy. And I was just joking. I just was like, you know, whatever. But I came from a world of like male Latino comics where we can go back and forth. Mm -hmm. And even comedians like Sada and I, we just go back and forth and we don't really, it's not um, meant to be taken seriously, even though I, I never degraded anyone. I just, no. I, was, I, was, I was on like, yeah, I like a girl who's got like the tit, whatever. Well, it's, a, it's an empowering mm -hmm. women's festival and I should not, that's when I was like, mm, I didn't do so hot because I didn't feel the room. That I would right. say that I should not have done it because mm. it's about empowering women, not trying to be funny about our our, our, our beautiful curvy bodies and our beautiful right. saggy breasts. Who cares? That's not the place. It right. wasn't the place to do that kind of comedy. So you misread, you misread the room, basically. Sometimes, yeah, you gotta make I sure did. you get there, yeah. Now, let, let me ask you, Sarah, what is your biggest complaint as a female comedian? You've been doing <sighs> it 25 years as a female um, out there. We're dominated by male comedians. I, I don't know. You know, I feel like the, the, the accomplishments I've had, I've had, and I can't say that it's because I was stopped from being myself or getting opportunities. I feel like I, I'm going to, I always measure myself against myself. I've had a lot of sexism throughout right. in the sense of, I, I had a lot of like clickishness in the beginning. I remember that was a big turn off for me where you would get to, a, like I would get down to uh, the comedy cellar and it was very clickish. The guys were just kind of like with each other. And if you walked in and you couldn't go right into that group, they always had something to say. I used to be subjected to so much stupid commenting about me, about my body, about trying to get far with my body and yeah, bring it here. Like just a lot of shit like that, that I shouldn't have had to. And but, this was male comedians though? Male yeah. comedians. Oh, yeah. It, I remember. I used to feel so intimidated when I went to that club. Mm -hmm. I, I, what club was this, Caroline's? Comedy Cellar. Comedy Cellar. I had a comedy so at that time, it was. Give me uh, some names. Give me names. Colin Quinn. It was. No, give uh, him names. Colin Quinn. Okay. Who else? I said it. Who else? Um, uh, 
oh God, may he rest in peace, but he was not nice to me. Um, Patrice Neal. Okay. He was not nice to me. May he rest in peace. You know, condolences to his family took forever. It was sad, but he was not nice to me. And there it is. So there was moments like that where I just felt like out of place. So I had to really adjust who I was to be able to fit in in certain places. But overall, I feel like, you know, the goal, the accomplishments I made, I made them on my terms. I've always set my own terms in this business. I worked as hard as I wanted to. I pulled back when I wanted to. And I don't address it like a guy. I know it's out there, but it's Mm -hmm. never uh, messed with me so badly that it stopped me from writing and achieving. And maybe, you know, like I said, whatever I have or haven't done, I'm going to take full responsibility for it. And, you know, complaint. I mean, mean, I've had a great time. Well, that's what I'm saying. I've had... Yeah. In the game, twenty-five years. You, you know. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about pro- this project that I have now, Freaking Nature. We talked about it. Right. You know, I feel like it took twenty-five years for me to feel this fleshed out, right. this saturated with experiences right. and it's stories, and to make me feel fleshed out. <laughs> yeah, I feel fleshed out. I feel fleshy, and yeah, it's like I say on stage: "Yo no estoy vieja, yo estoy juicy." I'm ready to share. I'm ready, I'm ready to share this juice-producing knowledge like with anybody who. I'm juicy, and that's how I feel right now. I'm not. I'm a little dehydrated today, um, mm-hmm. but overall, I just feel like it took the 25 years to get to this place where I feel yeah. like I've produced something that I think is magic. And right. I think it's got such a good message. Mm-hmm. I think it's empowering. I've had women come up to me in tears saying, oh, my goodness, this is exactly what women, you know, we're the last of the baby boomers, man. This is an entire yeah. generation that mm-hmm. we're carrying on our shoulders right now. Right. You, me, no, mm-hmm. you're X. We were talking about it. Me, you're I'm Gen a- X, mama. No, me? Sandra's Gen X. Okay. And what are you? You and I are baby boomers. Baby boomers. We're the last of the baby boomers. Yeah. Alex is the youngest. 56 is the cutoff. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. Esta tiene 55. <laughs> I just turned 55. Ow. Did you really? Happy birthday. Yes. Well, Thank you. Lord, you know, I, I wouldn't guess, guess, honestly, 45. Thank you. Definitely. It's, it's the pale Caspery skin. <laughs> I mean, I one of my complaints, I would say, is that, mm-hmm. um, and I got really lucky, too. Like, I met you, and I met so many people that, so many, like Frank Lucero, who really, if it wasn't for Frank Lucero, he took me Good around people. to comedy clubs, and he's like, give her a chance. I mean, I, you know, people Frank put Lucero. me in shows. Frank Lucero was, was my, was the, the person who helped me start it all in L.A., he would come pick me up after work and drive me around and all the yeah, guys. He's a good person. All the guys were like, you know, come in my show. I, I like that. But I did not. My complaint would be that, oh, we already have one girl and the rest guys. Oh, oh we yeah. already have the girl. Oh, can I be in this show? Oh, no, we already have the girl. Or it's not a woman's show. It's, uh, you know, I'm like, it's, why can't it just be comedy? Oh, we already have the girl. Or mm-hmm. we already have the Latina because we have, I don't know, Sarah. I'm like, what the fuck? We can't have two Latina. Like with male, if you when you say a comedy show and it's a bunch right. of guys, right. no one ever says it's a bunch of nobody ever says a male comedy show. But with us, it's like oh, all female comedy. Right. You have to say it. They you don't. Know, they don't announce it as such. They don't announce it. It's just comedy. Yeah. And I also right. with Sarah was like, you know what? I mean, uh, I could joke to a certain point. Like Sarah and I were like really loose and cool, and like we could joke to a certain point, and then after a while, don't disrespect. 
Right. Like, um, like, I think always, like, there's always that one that goes a little too far. You're like, dude, we were all joking around here. And we even went a little bit further than our own boundary. And mm -hmm. then here you go again, like, and then, you know, joking very much like, oh, you know, if you weren't, if you were straight or. Oh, getting stupid. They're stupid, dude. They're so it's stupid. stupid. It's like, fucking I have this stupid. one guy behind me and like was all like, hey, and I go, can you get your hands, dude? Just to <laughs> hang out and we, we're chill. From stage, this one guy says to me, mm -hmm. I always say when she wants to turn, you know, I could, I have, and he grabbed his dick and he's like, I have it right here. He oh, said it on stage? He said it on stage. And then when I came on stage, that's how he introduced me. You're I a comedian said, now. Comedian said this? Yes. And I said, oh, I, oh, okay. I want names. I want names. I'm not going to do names. <laughs> Come on. So I, I said to him, I always told him when he wanted to change, I got a million gay boys who would fuck that ass. I said something like that and he didn't like it. He didn't like it, and but how, well, how do you think? I, why do you think I like it? So mm -hmm. it's kind of like I can couldn't joke. take it, huh? Couldn't take but it. There's a little um, line that's crossed that I didn't. That was my complaint about. We already have the lesbian. I'm like, okay, really? You already have right? Like it had to be another kind of show because they already had the girl. I didn't like that. Yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah, like the whole thing. Like I don't like the whole thing about women aren't funny. Because we're hysterical. I mean, oh, yeah. oh women aren't funny. Okay. Okay, you're a good example. It's very funny. Thank you. I mean, it's stupid. I, I have laughed so hard at women comics. It's not just and and not even talking about stuff that special that uh, Hodge at the Hawk. Remember, I was telling you, Karen, uh, Carmen Lynch. Mm -hmm. She had me rolling, and there were there were men, a whole bunch of men on the show. Carmen, I think, killed it. Just was mm -hmm. she was so funny and smart, and just her style. Her terms, it was, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I know people listening, it's true, man. Yeah. You guys, you're just as funny as the male comics. Matter of fact, I've seen both of you headline shows with all male comics, and you were destroyed. I have. I yeah, certainly right. have a lot of cities. And I wish more people could see that. that, you know, I where you have a female comedian who's headlining destroying with all male comedians. It's just. Well, it's you know, what? you want to hear my story? Yeah, I got yeah, a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick yeah, little yeah. story. Yeah. I had to open for Felipe Esparza in Hawaii. What's up, fool? That's a nice gig. Huh? What's up, fool? What's up, fool? Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. Oh, I'm you did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I opened. Oh, um, Paul Rodriguez was middling and Felipe was closing. Did you really? say middling? Huh? You were opening, you said? I opened, yeah. Right. And, and they put me out to. Paul Rodriguez what, followed me and then Felipe closed it. Not okay, sure. okay. And I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I got a huge standing ovation. Mm. Huge. It was yeah. a monster yeah, yeah, set yeah, that yeah. night. I just, you know what I did? I did mm. 23 years of uh, of closing jokes. <laughs> I just did right. all my fucking closes. Because okay. I said, this is Felipe Esparza, this is Paul Rodriguez. Wow. They flew me out here. You know, it was a beautiful setup. Sure. I'm gonna give it to them. Sure. So it was just like bah, bah, and it was amazing. So I get off stage and Paul Rodriguez, well, this was the reaction. I'm not gonna say who said it, nothing. It was okay. about, yo, Ma, you were just supposed to open. You know, it didn't have to be like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. 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 And I was, and you know, and it was like, I could see a little bit of like pacing mm -hmm. and oh fuck now, nah, you know, nice. but Paul Rodriguez killed it. Right. Yeah. You could not kill the energy that I left that audience with. Right, that right, right. Anyway, it was my show. point of all that. My point was that the woman was the one who set the bar that high that night. I, and I and no one called, could deny that. That's a fact. Right. I was. That's right. not fake news or anything. No, That's no. Right. 
I was at the comedy store and I had a similar, I don't know where I was in the lineup or whatever. And somebody goes, yeah, but Ma, you're not supposed to be funnier than the headliner. You have to own it down. I said, honestly, I didn't think I was funnier than that. I don't, I don't look at it that way. I come and do my thing. Get this. So I went to the Laugh Factory and you how, you know how people just walk in and want like stars want to do their stuff and they bump you. Mm-hmm. So I was already at the Laugh Factory. Chris Rock walks in. They bump everybody. Chris Rock starts doing his thing and then they go, okay, you're next. I'm like, I, remember you told me that. <laughs> I told you that, right? I go, okay, I'm just going to go do my thing. What can I do? Right. I also killed, right? Yeah. Now they're like, oh my God, you killed. And how I said, I don't look at it like I'm, right. I don't look at it that way. Right. I look at it like I wouldn't. We have so like worlds apart of how our comedies are. I love right. that what he did was hilarious, and then it's my turn. The host was a good host. That's right. When you have a good host yeah. that comes on and kind of levels the room, yeah, back to yeah. neutral, and right. then they bring you on. Perfect. But I hate those. Oh, that was great. Okay, now Sarah Contreras, you're like, hold it. No, 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 no. You need like a palate cleanser. You need to you change need like the a comedy palate cleanser. That's why the importance of getting a good host who would go up there, maybe do a minute Absolutely. or two, or he might even take one for the team and bomb a little bit, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Just to bring yeah, the crowd yeah. down. And then yeah, but Mike, Mike, you'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. At the end of this, when I got off stage and he was like, yo, Ma, you were just supposed to open. You know mm-hmm. what I told him? Mm-hmm. I said, that's hey, you for, I, I for, you told me you booked me because I was from New York, right. so I brought you to New York. Okay. <laughs> okay. I said next time, I said next time, mm-hmm. book me as the headliner. <laughs> and there I just, you go. Thank you. There you go. And I walked away. Now, in fairness, yeah. that also happens to male comedians when it comes to headliners. And if you happen to be funnier than the headliner, I mean, I've heard the same stories. I remember one guy he told the headliner goes to the booker. He goes, "Hey man, how much are you paying this guy? You're not paying him enough to you know be killing like this." Yeah. So he told, he told us, calm down. He told me, calm down. You know, so I, I wanted to, like you, so I, I wanted to go up there and do my best and hopefully come yeah. back maybe as a headliner, you know? That's what I said. I as said, a headliner, me out, guy, you're not paying him enough to be this guy. <laughs> that's calm nice. down. And I was crying. Yeah, that's, that, that's I, awesome. But it made me feel good because it kind of validated, you know, that I'm on the right track, right? No, but, but that, that show is, that night, imagínate, I did that well, Paul killed, and then Felipe was up. I couldn't yeah. stop laughing. I hurt my face hurt so badly when I left that night. He's it was fine. a great show. Yeah, that's what Sandra says. It shouldn't be about I'm funnier. I have to be the, I know someone who will always say, I have to be the funniest one on the show. Uh, that mm-hmm. person will remain unnamed. Right. But always, that's the goal. Has to be the funniest. It can't just be that everybody's funny. You know, everybody what has to walk away with that feeling that that person is the funniest. But right. I look at it like when I come see a show, I don't want to look at it like comic, comic, comic. I want it, I want everyone to be funny and that I got exactly. a show. Like, these three fuckers were hilarious. Like right. this is the show, not like Sarah, so-and-so. So It's all of us. It's like when you yeah. see like a I band agree. or a boy band, you're like the band. The mm-hmm. band yeah. is funny. Not- we're a band. We're a, band. Right. We're a band of frolickers. We're a band of fools. <laughs> frolickers. I don't know how that's going. We're, we're merry men, men and menses. I, I knew the signal was going to come out sooner or later. <laughs> so now tell me, so, so tell me what, what has been your most memorable moment as a comedian? Your highlight in all these years, Sandra. Can I say hi to some of the people? Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Ines. Hi, Karen. Hi, Patricia. How do you see Samorano. people? 
I'm seeing people. Hi, guys. Yeah. Hi, Rosemary Soto. Hi, Milagros. Hi, Michelle. Adonde? Hi, Crystal. That's the gay community she's talking to. Hi, Amy. Pero adonde? Si yo no voy un carajo. Hi, DJ on the side. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Lindsia. So, so tell me your, your tell me about your your your, okay. your most memorable moment. Well, for me, well, it was uh, riding in a helicopter over like Baghdad on the way to perform in Iraq, and just that whole process, that whole experience was remarkable. Really, oh, so really remarkable. Moments on stage or just because of the career? Because of your career, uh, maybe somebody you met or like whatever. Oh, wow, that's a lot. That's more than the bombing. Well, we did the Latin Divas, of course. That was memorable. That we can talk about that in a bit because that's, that's that's true. That's behind the scenes. That that's was funny. True. I agree. Okay. Let's talk about that in a bit. My, Papi, my I have to get my charger. You're yeah, gonna go, go poop. You're gonna go poop. Tech support with benefits to the stage. Right. Tech support with benefits to the stage. Okay. So here's the deal. So I've had many, and I've been blessed. So I mean, uh, one of the. One of the most memorable ones was out to the Laugh Factory, and it happens to me, and I love that it happens to me, uh, where people are somewhat um, like I did my job of healing you through laughter. Like I love that you saw my stupid show or my whatever, and it somehow made you be filled with hope yeah. and keep going. So this woman, I'm at the line. You know how the Laugh Factory in LA is. The bathroom's over here, sort of backstage, like, mm -hmm. and the woman's on the line for the bathroom, and I'm next. And she goes, "Oh my God, it's Sandra Falls!" And I was like, "Well, thanks." And she goes, mm -hmm. "No, you don't understand." And she starts to cry. She goes, "I saw you in the Latin Divas." She goes, "You helped me get through cancer." Mm -hmm. And I started crying. And she goes, "No, you. I brought a whole line of people over there from my work because I saw you were on the on the on the roster." I don't know. I got to give you something. And she dips into her purse and she gave me a pen that's a lighter also. <laughs> she just okay. uh -huh. and, uh, and she goes, you don't understand. You helped me get through 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 cancer and the nurses love your stupid thing, your, your show, you're letting leave us. And I'm crying and then they go, Sandra Balls. And I'm like, oh, and I go on stage like, you know, mm -hmm. that was a memorable moment. The memorable moments are when people, for the for, for all the hardships and sacrifices we do, that right. I touched a person's life is amazing. My other memorable moment was uh, I, I I was at Olivia Travel. It's a lesbian uh, travel company that we go to Prague, we go to Budapest. I mean, we go to Turks and Caicos. We were we were in Ixtapa four years ago, and I was going to perform after the election, and I thought it was going to be a fucking party because Hillary. I'm right. like, it's going to be the easiest gig in the world. Well, as we all know. <laughs> Imagine performing. <laughs> imagine performing to like a thousand crying lesbians. Wow. I was like, what? So I woke up that morning like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And my girlfriend goes, babe, you got this. Just just be yourself. And then I realized, you know, I'm also a priestess. I don't know if you knew that. I'm a priestess of Ifa, which is the priestess of the uh, ocean of Yamaya, and it's all this African religion. And I and she said, you know, just like put your money where your mouth is. This is when people need some healing and and it's not like you're a comedian and a healer and a priestess you're a healer that happens to be a comedian right you're a buddhist that happens to be a comedian and i went you know what you're right and so i wrote this funny funny set i added some funny things some great great songs 
And then at the end, whether I thought it was corny or not, because at first I'm like, this corny. I just went on this like TED talk where it was like, we have to bend together and we can do this. You don't understand. We are women. We are the creators of life here. We wow, can, we can they overcome needed it. it. They, needed they needed it. And I'll tell you why. They, might, yeah. they needed it. And I'll tell you why. Because sometimes people come to the planet to right. shake things up as much as we hate it so that the good people can wake up and do something about it. Because we've gotten a little bit too lazy. Well, we should come up and go, you know what? We can do this. We have forgotten. We have right. forgotten that we each have personal power. So I came up with this whole thing and it changed my comedy. Mike, it just changed it to where I was like, wow, you know what? Now it's about funny, but why right. is it funny? So you can feel good about laughing, but inspiring right. other people too. Not just like, oh, I made some dick joke, which. Right. That well, some people. Thank you. Thank you. That was a moment from uh, Sandra Chopak. So that was pretty cool to be back. Well, thank you. Thank you. No, actually, you know, I'm, I'm joking, but no, no, it is a moment because, you know, besides comedians, we, we do touch other people's lives where they can relate maybe to a bit, to a joke, or what you, yeah. you just finished saying, what you're talking about. So we do more than, I, I like to consider it, like you said, healers as well, you know? Healers through laughter, basically. Yeah, you know, we use our comedy skills to pretty much get the messages out there, which a lot of people can't do, by the way, right? You have to be a comedian in order to do that. So that's pretty cool that you're doing but that. When you watch a good comic, what do you feel? You feel like, oh, I released something. I feel good. Laughter. You know what I'm saying? You feel like you had a fun time. And that's yeah. that physical, just your face, you know, just laughing. We can't hear you. Just laughing. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. just so comfortable. I'm mm in casa. -hmm. Um, you know, just the act. Shut up, you're bien vaga. Just the act of laughing, you know, just releases right. so much, you know, energy and it brings you back. I was in such a funk today and mm -hmm. I was listening to something on the radio and I had such a good laugh that afterwards I just felt so much better. And then I put on the radio and an usher came on and I started to feel even better. And there I was. I, it was, I was past it. Good. But it was the laughing. It was the laughing that started it. I, and I needed it. I had to have it in that moment because okay. those women in 2016, <laughs> they must have known what shit was coming, that they were so sad. <laughs> yeah. 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 So let me ask you, before we get out of here, tell me behind the scenes, you said you have some behind oh. the scenes stories. So remember that behind, was the behind the scenes from the Latin divas of comedy, right? Sarah, do you? <laughs> oh, Lord. How did I get involved? There was so much behind the scenes. It was hilarious. Sarah, you start. This better be good. Okay, so remember, he called me. He called me, uh, the producer, and he said, hey, Sandra, uh, so you, what are you going to wear? And I said, I'm going to wear a zoot suit. And he goes, no, you're not. I go, yes, I am. No, you're not. I go, yeah. yes, I am. He goes, no, it's fancy. You got to wear a gown. I go, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you look so good in that tape. Uh, but I was like a gown and I made a joke, a dumb joke, like a gown. That's like either like a gown when I was nine years old or my girlfriend's gown on the floor or something Your like that. Your prom. <laughs> my prom, yeah. And he goes, no, you won't. I said, look, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I promise. So I go there and he's all like, well, at least we're like, you're he a little bit of a heel. I'm like, okay, because he didn't want me to look too dikey. He told me to gay it down, by the way. I mean, that was 2007, and it was a brave thing, Sarah, I got to say, for me to be like, look, national TV, I'm a lesbian. 
because honestly, now you can just say my girlfriend and everyone knows what you're talking about. Well, it was back then when you say my girlfriend. Yeah. It was so, groundbreaking. So along the lines of that, so I go and they, they had me get rid of my long chain with a zoot suit. Anyway, so then Sarah shows up from New York. Tell them, remember that you said, what? We're supposed to get dressed up, Sarah. <laughs> I wore jeans. But you were mad. You were so mad that he didn't tell you that we're because Sarah would have looked fucking hot in like a black little dress. Can you? I didn't know, but you know something, Sandra? That was me on stage. Yeah. And that was you on stage. Yes, I have a and I'm gonna leave it there every weekend. Huh? That was a behind the scenes. What are the behind the scenes funny part do we have? Come on, Sarah. Well, from the day that we taped, this was the the, the, the thing that I remember the most that day, just because it's pure vanity story. Um, high definition had just come Ooh. into play. Mm -hmm. And I remember that when we went to get our makeup done, and it was a really, really high-end production, right? It was really the first of a whole bunch of, it was a second, because the mm -hmm. first one was the guys the night before, remember? Yeah. They got Friday, we got Saturday. So it was, I forgot what they called them, and it was a great show. Then we had the, we had the ladies the next night. But um, the, so the makeup artist was there, and, uh, and, and I was so nervous, because she was doing some kind of weird stuff with my makeup. And I'm just like, no, hell no. I'm not going to make me look como una loca. <laughs> You know, Doña Tasia, Doña Tasia, after, you know, that crazy chick in the projects that would come down and scare the shit out of everybody. And, and she said to me, she said, you have to trust me. High definition is a real wicked and I know what I'm doing. Right. Okay, I'm going to trust you. And let me tell you something. I look so you will good on when I saw hot. that tape. <laughs> Girl, yeah. <laughs> so that tape, I still have little knuckleheads talking about, Ma, you look good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you look good, Ma. You know? Still, mm -hmm. it was beautiful. <laughs> it was the beginning of high definition. All right. So you like the way you looked? Loved it. Oh, no, yeah. She loved loved everyone it. loved the way she looked. We were like, yeah. what? Sarah looked we had a lot. That whole experience, and you're right, other than the rock. <laughs> Well, that's what that, I like about it. That, not only did you, not only did everybody on the show look great, you in your zoot suit, you in your broken jeans and everything, <laughs> but the comedy was just as hot, right? It's so good. I'm surprised. That, good I'm surprised they didn't follow up with something else because you guys kind of started something here. Now, do you know? Do you know that show got a nomination, nomination, right? Best comedy special. Right. And I think Marilyn Martinez, rest in peace. Oh yeah. And Monique Marvez was the other one. Yeah, yeah. Monique Marvez and Marilyn. Yeah. And Marilyn is, okay, so they told Marilyn, don't go out there and don't do so much of that stuff. And she was like, okay. And then she did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she that. opened up with it. <laughs> well, then we didn't get a chance. Then we did the behind the scenes, like we had to do like a questionnaire. Remember, Sarah? The, the, the DVD extras. And oh. that's, that's when we found out that, well, first of all, she couldn't come to the restaurant. She said, me duele, me duele, like my stomach hurts. And then somebody goes, es que muy gorda, she eats everything. Come on, Marilyn, don't worry about it. And so she had stomach cancer and six months later. Yeah, she yeah. couldn't. We didn't know. Nobody knew that she had. Oh, that it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. We, were all, was we were all very sad about it. Just real. So talented, too. I mean, she was like, to yeah. me, like the Latina Roseanne Dawn. She was Marilyn the, was hilarious behind was, the scenes. 52, y'all. I'm older than what she was. That's yeah. young. I mean. Well, 
Before we get out of here, I want to know. Why do we got to get out of here? <laughs> Come on, we're just getting warmed up. Come on, we're just just getting getting warmed warmed up. up. <laughs> the How do you feel tonight? More. We're going to turn this into a long podcast. Huh? That's what you I guys want to do. Yeah, we want to do that. There's two of us. You're getting two for one. I'm yeah. One. Now, I'm talking about two for one. You were No, don't we, go there. Before we went on the air, I don't know, what was it that you said, uh, Sarah, to, to Sandra about something? That you said you were ready for her or something? <laughs> He's trying to start some shit, man. You don't remember that. This is how rumors get started. Well, let me this ask you this. Is, 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 you, you, you've been around, both of you have been around the game long enough, so, so you can give this advice. But any young female Latina thinking about doing comedy, give them your best advice, Sandra. Well, I would give advice to anybody trying to follow any kind of dream. Any kind. Not just female, young Latina. Like, the first thing I would say to myself is truly, truly, truly believe in yourself. And by believing in yourself doesn't mean like, yes, I can. It means like, you know what? I, Like I said, that I don't look at it like bombing, that I can't look at it that way, that you have to be your own best friend, that you constantly have to talk to yourself and go, did you do your best today? Yes? Okay. Get yourself in an alignment because there's going to yeah. be a lot of people around you and haters that are going to say, you're not Latina enough because I look like Casper. Well, I'm very much Latina. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, you're, you're not rich enough. <laughs> You're not, you're not, you're too gay. You're not too, you're not that gay. You're not that butch. You're not that, you're like, you know what? I have to know who the fuck I am. And I have to follow with what I want to follow. And honestly, everybody around you has fear. Everybody around you has some thing that, that is how they're acting. So if you could look at people like they want to be seen, even though they're assholes, you look at people like, through their crap and look at their goodness, then you don't you don't see them as enemies. You kind of see them like, okay, poor guy, he's lost. He's being rude to me, but I'm gonna just yo en lo mismo, yo en lo mío. I'm gonna seguir en lo mío when you're attached to source, and right. that's what I'm saying. And okay. and that's, yeah. just keep yourself grounded because there's gonna be a lot of, and even people who mean well, like my mother. loca tú, qué no? She's always me echaba mucho, me she rest in peace. It isn't that she didn't believe in me, it's that she was coming from her own fear. And so sometimes people come from their own filter. And that's how they react to you. And so for me, I would say know your own goodness and look at and choose to see beauty in other people. That's how I had to learn the hard way. Because I let people get to me and I let people I let my doubt also that's awful. No shade on other people, you know, because yeah. we've done this. Like, hey, que se cree? I'm like, oh, that's not me. Why? 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 I'm not like that. And Sarah, you know me very well. I'm not like that. Right. So just be true to yourself. That's what I say. Anybody who's following anything. That's a, that's a that that's like life advice, ma. Well, that's, good. That, I mean, that's life that, advice. That's, that's in everything. That's in relationships. That's in, um, you know, you're finding you, who you really are. You're self-actualizing your purpose. That's that. That word is in my head so much lately. Purpose. Wow. But I think, but I, I think that advice though has more meaning for a comedian only because as comedians we probably experience more doubt, more yeah. rejection. We're writing because you know, we're writing our own shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you yeah. sing somebody else's song, oh, you have a good voice, yeah. but the song's not that good, or that's somebody else's song. When you're acting somebody else's script, you're acting somebody else's script, are you a good actor? When you're writing your own shit, that's like look going like, oh, look at me. That's ex like being naked and exposed. Exposing yourself, yeah. 
How about you, That's Sarah? A, <laughs> no, that, it's true, Some though. Advice. You, you, oh, always There's a lot of vulnerability. Well, right. I would say just from a, a practical standpoint, you know, in mm -hmm. terms of who's getting shows and what's being done and what people, I think, are yearning for, I see, quite frankly, mm -hmm. a lot of repetitive material. I say be original. Mm -hmm. I've heard your jokes, Mr. Robles, done by people in different iterations. And it's just really? like, really, name, are name, we name, still who, doing who, who, these who, stupid? No, nah, I'm not naming names. <laughs> oh my God, he's all about naming names. No, oh, I know, said, because he, he wants to watch in chat. You want to watch in chat? You know what? Because ever since I left the New York scene, right? Because I went to Miami and then I went to LA, right? That's what I noticed. You're not the first one to tell me that, by the way. As a matter of fact, I know who it is, too, who's doing this. Mike, stuff. where are you? Are you in San Antonio? Where are I'm you? San Antonio, then. In San Antonio. I'm, I'm in Austin right now. Oh, well, let's meet up. Wow, like, you guys are so close. Let's meet up at Bucky's, like, in an hour. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, no, I... But, I yeah, that. so just, like, the whole thing with me is, in new talent, whenever I meet somebody, that I go, damn, she's really funny. And I'm like that. I see young talent, and I go over to them. I actually will hand them a piece of paper and say, listen, try this with that joke, or... I, you know, I thought you were going to go here and you didn't try it next time. You know, I, I have a little bit of an ear. Trust me. And they'll comment. Oh, my God. That was such a great idea. That was a that, great suggestion. I like I like helping young comics do with their writing. You know, right. uh, I, also, I, I, I would also say along those lines, respect your elders also, because I've had some ooh, young comics. Ooh. I'm not saying that I'm shit or anything, but I'm saying there's been in the game a long time, that's especially bullshit. especially. I'm a woman, I'm a Latina, and I'm a lesbian. Like, I I now am, am peers with the lesbians, comics, who were out there when it wasn't cool to be a lesbian, and I am good friends with them, we're equals, but I respect the shit out of them. I respect the shit out, even though some of them are younger than me, a couple years younger. I look at them like, you know what? Thank you. And I still respect, like, because of them, I'm on their shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, know where sure. you're Know right. where you come from and give credit to like, hey, we, you. But that's what these younger ones are doing with us right now, Mama. Respect me a little bit more. But yeah. some of them are not respectful. I don't mean like, oh, pull up a chair. Pull the right. chair. <laughs> I mean, like, don't be like, do you know that we started shit too? Like, if because of me doing the divas and I'm a, I'm a, I was out. I put myself on the line, my career on hold to right. say that I'm gay. Give me a little bit of credit that I also yeah. paved the way for you. Yeah. I also, as a Latina lesbian comic, paved the way for you. Again, I'm yeah. not... By me. See, I have to say, these young comics here in New York, they're very respectful. There's women here mm -hmm. that will come over to me and on, like, shows will say, I got into comedy because of Sara Contreras. Mm -hmm. I have I have love from, you know, uh, Ariana Rod uh, Rodriguez, mm -hmm. Suni Reyes, Jenny Saldana. You know, they've told me, you know, wow, you know, we, we you've done this. You've paved the way for mm -hmm. a lot. You, you're like the motivation. I've heard, I've had that. So I've yeah. had a little bit of a different mm -hmm. experience in that mm -hmm. sense. Um, but I think you're uh, right. You have to you have to have a little bit more respect for these younger dudes. Uh, they, yeah, they don't and they realize. Me. I'm lucky. I'm fortunate. I, I'm blessed in that sense. I have to I, say. I don't know if it was Ti. There's a hip hop song, but one of the lines go like, "I paved the way so you guys can get paid." <laughs> yeah. Which, if you think about mm -hmm. it, is is true. You know, all of us paved the way somehow. You know, for these younger guys to make it easier, and that's the way it's supposed to be. You know. But I, also, I also would say to a to a to a, a female comic, like I hate when I see anybody bash anybody. I don't like it. 
But I especially hate when women bash other women. Oh, man. I'm like, girl, take it first. Go and take it face to face. Don't be bashing your girls in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I've been lucky. I'm not talking that, Sarah, because I've toured all around. I mean, I go everywhere, yeah. and I'm like, when I see a female comic bash another female. It's comic. ugly. Yeah. Well, let me it's ask you, Sarah, you, you talked about you've seen other comedians doing my material, right? <laughs> I'm going back to that now. I'm going back to that You have. So, and, you know, that- I've seen it, and, and a lot of people have come to me many times and said, I heard somebody do your joke. I heard somebody do your joke. I heard somebody do your joke. I heard somebody do something, and when I heard it, I knew I had heard no. it before, and it was you. Well, let me ask you this. Here's a question. How, how do you handle when someone comes to you and says, you, you're some, so stealing your joke? It depends. If it's something that's like a no, because let me tell you something. If it's like batas, batas, chanclas, um, discipline, there are certain jokes that there's nobody owns those jokes. No, no, Everybody about, does. I'm talking, some, about, I'm talking you know, about bits that you wrote. That you. But not right. talking about a premise. You're right. talking when about you hear right a premise right. where right. Right. you know yeah. I used to do this joke about the caps of Snapple bottles that the guys mm-hmm. I dated that could tell that that's where they got their their formal education. Right. Mm-hmm. And I literally word for word heard a very respected comedian out of New York in stand up New York. Mm-hmm. I had already done the joke. So by the time he did it, it didn't do anything. And my daughter literally came running out of the audience and said, oh, my God, did you hear he just did your joke? I said, I know. And you see, he bombed. It didn't do well. So I, I waited for him to sit down at the bar. I went right over to him and I said, do you know why nobody laughed at that joke? Because you were in here and I had already done it. You know that's mine. There you go. And he went, (laughs) oh. (laughs) And that was that. I just let him know. I know. I know. I. You know. I know. And that's all. That's all I needed in that moment. I'm not. You know what? We know. Yeah, we know. What happened to me? Like, and this was during Divas, Sarah. This was Divas. So I lit. I and I. I wrote all of my material. I remember writing. I remember where I wrote the jokes. This one joke that I'm like, it's this gold. Oh, my God, this is gold. I wrote this joke with my friend Christopher Steinmetz. We're sitting in his living room, and a woman comes on the news, and she says, blah, 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 blah. And it was my, it was my like, closer. A cure for gay. <laughs> and me and Chris was like, there's a cure for gay. I'm going to call him gay tomorrow. And joking around, like, if there's a cure for gay, I'm going to call him gay. And I used that. And then I, I had been using that. It's on Divas. And someone said to me, that's Robin Tyler's joke. Now, first of all, I'm Robin Tyler is the first woman who got uh, the right, who's the first uh, married <clears throat> lesbian couple who got married. She's like a groundbreaker. She's like a pioneer. She's like Robin Tyler is like amazing. Like she's she's a goddess. But I had never seen her comedy ever, ever, never, ever, never. And someone says to me, "That's Robin Tyler's joke." I said, "What joke? No, that's my joke. I I swear I wrote it." And it's on Divas. They're like, no, that's Robin Tyler. Don't you know that I saw some old footage years later? And she says it not that way, but it's it's after the after Divas. Yeah, years after. I hadn't seen her do comedy. I knew who she was. She's like a lesbian icon, but I did not ever see her do that. So my friends like, just keep doing it. You wrote it too. I'm like, no, but that's one of her jokes. Anyway, cut to no. She name she naming names. No, I'm, yeah, naming, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah, I like that. I like I'm that. Names because I would, I, and she knows I finally met her, that I would never, ever steal a joke. I'm funny myself. I don't need to steal somebody else's. There you go. That's right. 
And I'm telling you, I sat there and I wrote it with my friend Chris and I thought it was comedy gold and it is. So I see her at the LGBT center one day and she comes up to me with open arms I, and I knew who she was. And now she knew who I was because I'm performing and she goes, you are one of the, I started crying because she praised me. She goes, oh, in, in all my years, you're one of the top five. You're so funny. And I said, Robin, I got to tell you, <laughs> now that we're talking like sisters, I need to tell you that this is, she goes, oh, honey, I don't care. I said, no, no, but I did not. I, I'm telling you I didn't. So if you ever do watch me on that, don't think that I, I mean, I brought it up. I'm going to be transparent. I would too. Right, right. I, I don't know. I would too. Uh-uh. But it, I mean, it's a gem of a joke, but that's the, the reason. I was like, well. It's called ownership. If you wrote it and it's your premise and your creativity came up with that, that's bullshit. Nobody should be using your material. That's why I don't like sometimes when I do, when I don't like doing shows where there's new jacks. Oh, we got a couple of new jacks on the show. I hate doing those shows because they hear your material. And if they're from another city and they're just coming through and they're doing a guest five, they take your new shit, which is really good. And they take it to their city. And now well, it looks like it's theirs. About that. They with new jacks. About, oh, let me tell you something about that. All right. I used to care and now I don't give a shit. Now I'm like, oh, you thought my joke was was funny enough to steal? Steal it. I still do my, I'm going to do my joke until it gets on TV. Let's see who gets on TV first. Right. I'm on TV and now I and own it's it. It's true. It's true. I did tell somebody who was like, that's my joke. That's my joke. I said, watch me on the Divas. I just wrote, I that is my joke. Well, I've done that joke for forever. I go, I've never seen, it's hard also with lesbian comics because you talk about the same thing or Latina comics or like right. Sarah and I talk about discipline and this and that. But here's the thing. I've stopped caring. I have a million, million no, other ideas and jokes that I'm like, do you want to take that stupid ass joke? You took a filler of mine, not a killer. You took a filler. <laughs> you took a filler, dude. And right. after that, I write a thriller. A thriller. <laughs> well, listen, man, I want to thank both of you for, for coming on and, and talking. Hi, Mike. This was fun, Bobby. Thank and, you. Uh, again, if you haven't checked it out, you got to check out the Latin Divas of Comedy uh, on Showtime. It's on it's all It's still YouTube. so good. It's it feels so good. I'm sorry. I watch it. I watch it all the time, and I watch it from beginning to end. I think it was just That's awesome. And you get to see Sarah and Sandra both in action, man. So yeah. uh, before, let them know, Sandra. Where can people find you if they want to go find you? I'm all over Facebook. I am on WeLoveSandra.com and Instagram, SandraVall01. There you go. And Sarah, I want to find you. Yo estoy presente at um, also social media, uh, Latin Diva Comedy on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Sarah Contreras Comedian, uh, Sarah at SarahContreras.com to check out my podcast, Freak of Nature, which I, wanna... I am really excited about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just an opportunity, I, like I was telling you before, to share my little tidbits about you know how to be fabulous we all love your tidbits you like my tidbits right i have to live a healthy my favorite picture do you remember the premiere the premiere of the divas the right. best shot of the night mm -hmm. is this woman cupping my beautifully sculpted butt it was really beautiful at that time Ooh. so it you opened it, huh? <laughs> the like, fuck? How you gonna ask me who? I oh. forgot. Did I cup your butt? <laughs> That's That's my... I have that picture somewhere. Let me see. <laughs> That's you know what? I, That's the follow-up show. Yeah. 
that was a great night. Okay. Uh, anyway, so the, this podcast is really hot, and I'm really excited about bringing Freakin' Nature to a stage. Hopefully, we are going to be taping it in its entirety. I've taped it a couple to a point, and it's just ready to go. I just need to find a production company, which I was this close to booking right, right before the pandemic broke. So we're just, yeah. you know, hopefully putting it back up. And, uh, you know. Get so, ready for Sarah's know, tidbits. Yeah, my okay. tidbits. I'm so all about just it. quick shout out to all the people that are watching. I love you, my fiend. Oh, yeah. Let's say hi Special to Jamie. Shout out to Nilda Jamie. Her. I love you, mama. That's my Blenda. You got a lot of shout outs here. Yeah. Well, again, thanks, thanks again. And again, make sure to check out the Latin Divas of Comedy. It's all over YouTube. And the good thing, I think it's free too, right? I think it's free. There's yeah. a lot of clips there, right? You don't Somebody have to made money off that shit for a while. Uh-huh. That's, that's another follow us. So here's what I suggest. I suggest that we do the Latin Divas part two. Yeah. Years later and see where we've been. I, I like love it. How I'm much sure we've how sure much we've grown and I'm sure there's somebody up. watching who might jump on that idea. Yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. That would be well, great. I just, that what, what I'm noticing is, is that I'm as I'm growing, I'm definitely showing more and more my love of the 80s. I I definitely feel like you know today I cut up my shirt and I put my hair up. Wait like a minute, this. you cut up that shirt? Yes, really? I have to show my skills. I'm so excited. Ooh, that's good. All right, people, don't forget to check out Totally Uncensored. It's all no, over YouTube. It's interesting. FaceTime Live and audio podcasts all over wherever you listen to podcasts. Where like Anchor. That's great. Spotify, iTunes. Thanks again, Sandra and Sarah. I love you both. I do too. (laughs) I do too. I love you, Mike. All right. I'll talk to you later, Ma. Yes, keep doing your thing. Adios. Bye. All right. Bye, Papa. All right.